and I'm the champion. I am the real world's champion. This title has my name on it. Not because I deserve it, but because I earned it. Nobody has pinned me or submitted me for this title. This title is still covered in my blood from last September when I beat John Moxley for it. And since then, nobody's beaten me for it. It's got my name on it. It's got my blood on it. And now it's got my symbol on it. This X has represented CM Punk since 1997. This X is the foundation I have built my professional wrestling career on. This X means I'm straight edge. And straight edge means I'm better than you. This title is mine. It belongs on collision. And this title is not stolen, unlike my catchphrase. I am the real world's champion. I am so sick of your Mr. Clean, Yosemite Sam looking ass, standing in front of this camera with this microphone saying the same stuff over and over and over again. I love my wife, I love my baby daughter, I love this business, no flips, just fists. Yeah? Well, here's what's gonna happen, Dex. I'm gonna take my fist on July 29th, CT, collision, and I'm gonna punch you so hard in the face, you're gonna have no choice but to spit out CM Punk's jockstrap! House is back in order. The whole team is here. That's right. We're back. It's the top of wrestling podcast, never ending season five. And if you know that already, you know we're 45 episodes deep as of today. And I am the professor. And I thank you guys for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And it's going to be a good fucking day. So make sure that you subscribe, like, and share. Tonight is the 200th episode of dynamite feels like 900 uh but i'm ready to talk about it you know I, and i one of the things i gotta bring up right away is what i did in the the opening sounds there that's the mjf i like that's the one i like the one that mocks you and really just rips you to shreds but the problem is that it's almost too funny but ladies and gentlemen he was off last week welcome back oh dm 
Yeah, I got to apologize. You're right. I was off last week. That interview, I gave you a lot of short answers, and you know, yeah. my mind was elsewhere. I was on vacation, so I apologize for the uh, uh, lackluster interview. I, you are the greatest. Right. I am the worst. The listeners know this now. All is well with the world. That was a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, uh, I was laughing my I had off. the rock Kurt Angle uh, thing in line. I think it was Kurt Angle and The Rock. I'm pretty sure. And it was just fantastic how they play off of each other with that. Like just doing a, another interview and having fun. So good stuff last week, man. Now let's talk about this week. We got a lot of shit that we are going to be getting to. But man, just before hitting record. Uh, I'm gutted. I don't know. You probably could give a shit. I don't know about you, but man, Paul oh, man. Rubens, Pee Wee Herman. Are you a fan of his or no? Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I got to. Okay. Well, I'll let you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll chime uh, in with one of my favorite moments. Man, I, well, I, shit, dude. I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse, you know, the, mm-hmm. the show that really, I mean, without that show, Lawrence Fishburne would be nobody. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but beyond that, I mean, Pee-wee's Big Adventure is, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've quoted oh, on this show a couple of times already. Um, I was oh, a big yeah. fan of Big Top Pee-wee, the yeah. circus one with Chris Christopherson. Right. Not everything was great with it. I like the chicken there, the the one that's in Hot Shots Part 2. Well, actually, both Hot Shots, actually, yeah. Yep. Um, and I have the... Uh, peewee doll where he pull his uh string and Pud. he does all the the different sayings and shit the full gray suit and then what else? he was in blow which i loved i fucking love and hate him in blow because you love him being a good friend and then fucking Derek for real turns on him <sighs> let's not forget his role in buffy the vampire slayer oh my one of the god most iconic i forgot about death that scenes. the best way one, to die one, the best death scene ever in a movie. He's kicking the wall. Ah, <laughs> he ah. slides down. He pops back up. Ah. ah. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I love the, the wall kicking scene. Holy shit. I forgot he, he did that. Oh, my God. Thanks for reminding me. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, little fun side note. So at uh, when I was in seventh grade, our school play or musical uh, it was combined sixth grade through twelfth grade, and oh. you have about one hundred and twenty people in the in the school play. My seventh grade year, we did Greece. You know, John Travolta, right? So, I played the part of Eugene. Do you remember Eugene, the dorky guy? I don't watch Greece. I, I know you've I never like... watched it. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, I, come on, man. Meet me halfway, <laughs> dickhead. No. Uh, so anyway. Just a real dorky guy. He's the dorky kid of the school that everybody makes fun of and shit like that, right? Because they're all the... So it wasn't much of a stretch for you? No, no. It was spot on. It was actually pretty easy at this point, too, especially seventh grade with all the fucking seniors and everybody that my brother and sister are graduating (laughs) with. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, your dickhead brother. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nice, nice. Good reference. (laughs) And all I I see right now is... uh, What's his name? (laughs) Kevin Green eating Slim Jims. Anyway... (laughs) So during the the practices that we had, you have your February recess, and we do a week-long uh, practice every day. We're there uh, during school break or whatever, and the director was having fun with the band, and they started playing tequila. And I started just randomly fucking around and doing the dance, and one of the other directors caught it, and they go, wait, are you shitting me? You, you could do it? I go, 
I mean, yeah, it's really not hard. It's two thumbs in the front, two thumbs in the back. I mean, it's not rocket science, but they the bring bottles. Yeah. They, well, I didn't get to do that part. Um, <laughs> but they needed to do enough time for a set change. So they mm-hmm. literally put the song Tequila in there. And I came out and did the dance across the stage, and everybody was going nuts. I was like, it's as close as I'll ever be to being Pee Wee Herman. I was pretty fucking happy about that. That's probably a good thing. Uh, well, I am going to a movie theater tonight. <laughs> Not really. All Barbie. right, let's get into... Well, hang on. You know, I do want to say... That'd be really awkward. That'd be funny as fuck. <laughs> I wonder how many people are going to go to a theater at night in honor of him. You know somebody's going to do it. A lot of whack people but out the there, question man. is, it was a, it was an adult theater, right? It's not like he was It was like, an adult theater, yes. Yeah, so it's not like he was doing it at like... Watching like Bambi. Police Academy Five, you know, like in the theater yeah, right? or some shit. Yeah, okay. Um, but you know, for wrestling, he had a number of appearances. One of my favorite was him with The Rock at WrestleMania 27. But when he was the host of Raw, he also had a, a funny ass segment with The Miz, where it was basically, "I know you are, but what am I?" Him going back and forth, and that's when Miz was shit. He still hadn't even been the world champion at this point, but mm. in his early days. And still was doing great segments back then. But let's talk about some other real wrestling. Did you see the news that not only should you have some of your guys be VPs in your company, you should take pockets and make him a producer backstage. Did you read that? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, it only makes sense. I mean, look at the list. You've got Sting. You got Dustin Rhodes. You got Arn Anderson. Malinka. Orange Cassidy fit, fits right in there. <laughs> Jerry Lynn. Jerry Lynn, yeah. That's the one I was trying to think of. Thank you. Jeff Jarrett. I can't. I just yeah, I don't get it's it. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He produced uh, a big talk- bill match, I think. So if he stays at that level, then fine. Speaking of the big bill match, did you happen to see that in the last several segments of MJF and Adam Cole, the number gets more increasingly bigger. MJF is like, and I did it in front of forty thousand people in the Silverdome where I slam Big Bill, and then it, the next Saskatchewan week it was Slam, 000. the Saskatchewan Slam. I fucking love it, and he keeps yep. making it bigger. It's hysterical. Um, I don't get this next part in our notes here. Tits. Okay. Do you want to explain why it's in there? Because I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you know, kayfabe pal. I was on vacation for about a week and a half. Very nice. Went up to Old Forge. Had a good time. Drank my face off. The cumulative hangover is uh, with me today. That's why I'm drinking water today. Uh, no hair of yeah, the dog. Think, <laughs> no hair. Actually, I should have. I almost grabbed a beer. I probably should have. But, you know, you just started messaging me, you know, hey, man, I got the dock up, you know, just fill in what you need, you know, just get caught up and we'll, you know, we'll fucking take it from there. And as I often do with you, I just, I go, tits. That's my response. Tits. It's the tits. And you're like, I like it. Put it in the news. (laughs) You said, yeah, we'll talk about it too. (laughs) Excellent. All right. On to some things that are not as good as tits. Dave Meltzer said that although there were some clunky spots in Blood and Guts, he feels that the third was the absolute best one. Incorrect. Okay, fine. You have some new shit with a bed of nails and 
ooh, we sprinkled down some thumbtacks from the sky, and Ibushi yeah. looked like shit. shit. So, well, uh, <laughs> the first one is still the best. When it was Pinnacle, Inner Circle, when yeah. fucking, do you remember Sammy Guevara did a giant flip over the top rope to hit Dax to start the thing off from one ring to the other? And it was a war from there. People were, like, everybody bled. The second one was okay. You know, Claudio did the spin on top of the roof with Jericho and everybody, but Kingston got hurt. Everybody got hurt in that match. You know, yeah. uh, Santana. Everybody Santana. got really injured in that match. That one was shit. How did he find this one to be good? As I said last week, everybody was standing around. Because his buddies were in it. Oh, there it is. I forgot. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah. Have you heard uh, he did an interview with somebody who basically just called him out for his star ratings? No. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, he did this interview, and it was so fucking hilarious because, you know, this guy, the guy wasn't being, like, over-the-top rude, but he was fucking calling him out. He's like, bro, he's like, Kurt Angle doesn't have any five-star matches. And like Meltzer's like, yeah, four and a half and five, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just a half a star difference. But that's what I brought up a couple of weeks it. ago. Yep. And, and he's like, he's like, yeah, there's no TNA. You're gonna tell me there's no five star TNA matches? Come on. And like he called out a couple, you know, from that promotion. But like, and there's something fucked up too. It's something like from like 2007 to 2016, there's no five star matches in WWE. What was the date again? I think I got it wrong. I think no, it was but like either 2007. way, take out. Take out uh, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 25 only, and I would say mm. probably 2000 till about 2016, 17, absolutely, that there was no five-star. It wasn't worth it. But he called, there were he a lot in out. Ring no. of Honor. There were a lot in TNA. Angle, Angle Benoit. Oh, absolutely. Well, that was 0102. Um, uh, but, but then maybe I think I got the dates wrong. Okay, yeah, but, but, but even so, Angle Benoit, every one of them, they had a... Two out of three falls match. They had an ultimate submission match, meaning an oh, Iron Man right. match that is just strictly submissions yeah, only. Yeah, I remember why. I rewatched that a while ago. Yeah, it's, it's a good match. Good. It, all of them are. They're competitive as shit. So I I do not trust his rating system. The fact that he said Blood and Guts 3 was the best one is hysterical. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I listen a little bit to Cornette's response because... Ibushi decided to respond to his clunkiness in the ring and blamed it on, well, I was wearing thinner padding shoes and the thumbtacks yep. got through and it just threw my balance off and blah, blah, blah. And sure. they were both laughing at like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way you got a shoe so thin enough that a thumbtack made its way through as a wrestling boot. Right. Even my own sneakers, I don't think it would go through. I'd have to be wearing like bath flip flops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. That's uh, That was... Uh, <laughs> it is funny to hear. I'm like, you had to go and address it. Now, here's the deal. Tonight on Dynamite, it's going to be, well, technical Jericho Appreciation Society versus each other a little bit. Jericho and Konosuke Tatesca are taking on Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Because there's a rift between all of Inner Circle, you know, Hager gave his purple hat back. Anna Jay said this doesn't feel like what it used to be. Blah, 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 blah. The one thing I said I wanted to predict is Ibushi is supposed to be at All In because that's what Kenny Omega alluded to. He'll be at Wembley. Right. I think it's going to be the Golden Lovers versus Jericho and Kanosuke. 
I think that it works because Konosuke is working under Don Callis, right? Right. He's trying to recruit Jericho. It all goes right in line, and you relive the rivalry of Jericho Omega. Ibushi trained and also feuded with Konosuke in DDT Pro Wrestling. Kenny Omega wrestled Konosuke in something. There's a lot of history all together right there. I predict that's the match they're going with. Yeah, I mean, taking Jericho out of it, and hopefully Ibushi looks better. Uh, hopefully it doesn't turn too much into a garbage match. But, yeah, I mean, it's got something that, you know, sets the stage for it. So, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna t- I am gonna got to take a, a sidetrack before I forget about this. Uh, Cornette and uh, on his show, they've got a new thing now. Conan! Conan! Have you heard that? <laughs> no. There's video of Callus getting attacked at AAA. And... You know, he knows that this guy that tackled him, it wasn't clued in, like has no idea what's going right. on. And Conan's there as a booker, so Callus is getting jumped by this fan, and he's just laying there like, Conan! Conan! <laughs> oh, you got to send me that clip. That's hysterical. It's fucking great. It's fuck. So now on Coronet, everyone, that's like the that's like their random thing. Just, Conan! <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Um... I see you have a couple of things in news in here. Yeah, man. You know, I had to contribute in some way. So, out of fucking nowhere, Vince McMahon had major spinal surgery. Uh, they've been kind of hush-hush about it, but a couple things to note. They said it lasted for about four or five hours. Uh, that's without commercial breaks. Um <laughs> They did it picture in picture. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, kept him from being at SmackDown or Raw. Uh, apparently, the surgery was uh, a success. Uh, but uh, those close to him, uh, per Fightful, say that it was a, quote, major life-altering operation, um, as it would be for anyone who underwent it. Um, asking about how it would affect his work moving forward, they weren't given a direct answer. Uh, Triple H wasn't there uh, at Raw on the Monday that it happened. Uh, show was run by Bruce Pritchard. Uh, Triple H is expected back, though. So it's kind of interesting, man. Like, everybody always thought he was like the Terminator. Now he had this major spine surgery. One of two I can't things. imagine he's going to be at the shows for a while. Oh, if he if he wants to be, he'll be. He'll say, roll me in, even if I'm talking like Stephen Hawkins. He'll That's do it. That's true. They probably would roll him in, yeah. <laughs> Squash match. Anyway, so he is doing one of two things. One. The mustache was weighing him down too much that it fucked up his spine. Jesus Christ. He's an old brittle guy. <laughs> Two, he is prepping for one more match at WrestleMania. Kiss my ass. <laughs> if that Against happens, Hogan, I will brother. find you. I will find you. <laughs> was it Seth McMahon? Family guy? I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> if, I, if the girl does not come, if Vince wrestles at WrestleMania, I will find you, and I will kill you. <laughs> you better hope it doesn't happen. But, man, you know who else is injured, and I see you put it on here. It was Jamie Hayter. Uh, yeah. And you had mentioned at Double or Nothing, that's why it was a squash match. I had no clue as to why that match went so quick, but it made more sense. Yeah. Yeah, they were surprised that she was able to actually go out there and do that. But there's not a lot of word on what actually the injury is. Uh, But all that that has come out as of recently, and I think this was uh, from The Observer, um, is that they don't expect her back in 2023. 
I hope that she at least shows up at All In, <clears throat> make an appearance. Yeah, they were talking about She's from there, right? Miracle. She won't. What's that? Isn't she from there? She might be another. Uh, there's a lot of New Zealand Australian wrestlers. Oh, shit, I think that's, that's where she's from, maybe. But I could be wrong. Well, we'll talk about women's wrestling in a couple of minutes. Uh, I did read why? that Brian. P- did you say why? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's fucking. That's even funnier. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. is expected to be in NXT soon. I've been seeing a lot of reports that he's going to be at the Performance Center at very least. There's no way they're putting him up on Raw right away. I would assume or SmackDown. So. No, I wouldn't think so. Hater is British. Okay. So, there we go. Uh, normally, I don't ever have the source, but look at this. I even had a source. Fightful hey, Select had said, I know, right? The reason that Wardlow dropped the TNT title was because when his car was broken into and that title was stolen and all of his, or his bag and everything was taken, they took, they took his passport. And they did that entire, what, six weeks in Canada? So he wasn't going to be there. So that's why they, he dropped it to uh, Luchasaurus and or Christian, however you want to look at it at this point. Right. Yeah, I saw this report and I thought we kind of already talked about this because I called that they were going to blame it on Powerhouse Hobbs, which they oh, did. Oh, they did. But I'm just saying yeah. the fact that he couldn't even go there. I just thought that yeah. that was kind of interesting. Wow. Uh, did you see the first picture shown of the four Von Erich brothers? I did. God. It looks pretty fucking good. So eerie how, how well it yeah. looks. And, uh, you know, two of the major actors, Zach Efron and Jeremy Allen White uh, of The Bear and Shameless. Dude, I mean, I just, I don't, I'm pretty sure Jeremy Allen is playing Carrie Von Erich. They, just by the looks of him. Uh, which one did you say? Carrie. No, 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 no. Who? Which actor? Uh, Jeremy Carrie? Allen White, the one on the I far think you're right, right. The long hair. I think you're yeah. right. He does look eerily like Carrie. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much they're going to get into even him going to WWF and or his suicide. Like how they're going to like how deep this is going to go. Yeah, it's 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 hard, man. Because you got to figure, you know, a two hour movie. Like let's say it's two hours. Let's give it more than an hour and a half. We'll give, you know what? How about we long? give it two and a half? That's still a lot of shit to go through. Yeah. Like David's trip to Japan where he died. You know, maybe the backstory with the first kid that died, you know, by electrocution. Um, you know, all the deaths. Uh, the other ones, I, I, and I'm sorry, I forget a lot of the brothers' names. The I do, too. Honestly, it's kind of confusing. Yeah, the, the one that got injured in Israel and had the shoulder surgery, all that shit. And, yeah, the WWE thing now. It kind of makes me think they would show the WWE one just because I feel like he's one of the marquee stars in the movie. And it's something that a lot of people who may not know about the Von Erics, they know about WWF. And they might even remember Texas Tornado. So, Well, that's the only I guy think... I knew. I didn't even know anything about the Von Erich family when I was a kid. When Texas Tornado came in, knew nothing of anybody Same. else that yeah. existed before then. Um, as I grew older, obviously, I learned about WCCW, the Von Erichs. Um I don't know. I heard MJF obviously is in this too at some point. Um, he's probably just yes. playing like a, a wrestler that he they're against or something. I would think so. Yeah. Um, if Ooh, I was, he what? could be the fake Von Eric brother, <laughs> the cousin they brought in. Oh my! Remember God, that? You're right. That could be MJF. Wonder if it will be. It's funny because I read uh, or I, when I was listening to Mark Calloway on Tyson's thing. 
he had said about how he was going to Fritz von Erich's place all the mm-hmm. time and going and going and yeah. going daily, just sitting there. And then one day he goes, he looks like David. Looks like David. Book him. Yeah. Yep. And that's just, it's, so <laughs> the only reason he got a, a booked gig is because he looked like one of the ones that just died. And I think that was the one that was in Japan. So yep. if I was the one doing this story, I don't know. Like if you want to get all the major points in, but not make it a weird storyline or whatever, I. Uh, I would end up doing it more like the one that's still alive is like just sitting there reminiscing of random and bad things that happened. If that makes sense. Yeah, that couldn't be, that wouldn't be a bad thing. And I wonder if it, cause you know, you remember from the dark side, he's got that beautiful piece of land in Hawaii. Right. So, you know, you could have him sitting in like the tree, like he was, you know, just flashbacking kind of. And yeah, you might be able to do something like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm really interested to see it. And uh, it's coming out around Christmas time. So, I can't wait. We haven't had a, a real good wrestling biopic in I don't know how long. Body Slam yeah. is probably the last really good one. <laughs> nice card. <sighs> Dude, last week I had the privilege of watching Night 8 of the G1 Climax 33 tournament. The main event, Will Ospreay versus Kazushka Okada. Damn. And, dude, let me tell you, Okada, when he's in a championship match, he's the fucking Terminator. You can't beat him. But when it's uh, in the G1 Climax, it's where your biggest feuds, apparently you lose in the match. Like he did to Kenny Omega that one year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Lost to Osprey. With only like maybe four or five minutes left in the match. Remember, these are 20-minute matches or whatever. Um, But it was a real, real good match. Uh, Great back and forth, obviously, that you would assume to get between both of those guys. Um, Hard-hitting because it was only within 20 minutes fast pace. But Will Ospreay goes over Okada. You know, I wonder, I don't know if they booked this on purpose or if it's just one of those weird things, but I like it because it kind of, you can correlate it to sports-based, you know, presentation where, you know, you might have like a quarterback that like, oh, you know, this is the best, this is the fucking Joe Montana, it's Patrick Mahomes, but he's 0-4 all time in New England, you know, some shit like that. This is like yep. one of those stats for Okada where he's he is the fucking Terminator, but unless it's But he's also won one. the the tournament, I think, like three times as well, so. Oh, uh, okay, so. He just falls to certain guys and puts them over when he can. Right. But speaking of, the block tournaments, the round robins, are going to be coming to a close very soon. And it is going to be, from what I I believe to remember, it is the top guy in each one of them. And it's going to go to just, you know, four guys down to two. So... With the four blocks, this is what is what's remaining. A lot there's guys who are already eliminated from this tournament because they haven't won any matches and there's no chance of coming back. So in block A, Sonata, your IWGP heavyweight champion, is five and zero and has ten points. He has the best record in the G one right now. And you know the whole thing is if you beat the champion. <clears throat> During the, or if you beat the winner of the tournament or the champion or whatever, you know, you have chances to, to go on and face him before Wrestle Kingdom. Right. I, he's taken his block. 
in his block, you have a couple of guys that are two, one, and two with only six points. Now, maybe Sonata could lose twice in the next couple of days, but I don't think that's happening. So I think Sonata's taking block A. Block yeah. B, right now, after Will Ospreay defeated Okada, it now ties them four and one for their records, nice. both having eight points apiece. The next person in line is Tai Chi, and he has a three and two record with six points. It may come down to a, another match with Okada and Osprey, or maybe Osprey goes over if they're tied at the very end because he beat Okada. Mm, tiebreaker, yeah. Exactly. Uh, block C right now is tied at four and one with eight points with David Finley and Evil. With Tamatanga at three, one, and one with seven points. He is just a point behind. He maybe could come from behind on this, but I got to think maybe David Finley is probably going to take this one. He's been being pushed pretty well with Bullet Club, I've been seeing. Yeah. Eddie Kingston is in there with six points in that block, by the way. Eight, seven, and six are your, your you know, points right there. So they're not all too far from each other, but Eddie had a pretty good showing in the G1 this year. In block D, Jeff Cobb and Zack Sabre Jr. both have eight points and are four and one. With Tetsuro Naito and Hiroshi Tanahashi both at three and two with six points. That block could really be anybody's game right there. Yeah, I that's would a like to see to it be Jeff Cobb. Yeah, that's what I'd like to see that too. Because I just feel like, you know, I mean, he's been booked okay in New Japan. I just feel like he could be utilized so much better. Here's how I would do the rest of this tournament, okay? You have okay. Jeff Cobb win block D, and you have David Finley win block C. One is your biggest main leader of the Bullet Club. Jeff mm. Cobb is a part of United Empire with Will Ospreay, Aussie Open. Yep. You have them face each other. And then you have Sonata versus Osprey. I'd like to say you have Osprey go over, and that gives Sonata his one loss in the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Overall, I'd like to see Osprey win this thing and actually win the the title at Wrestle Kingdom. I feel like it's time to crown him at this exact time. Um, I would love to see Osprey and Jeff Cobb in the finals. United Empire guys going at it for the prize, and it you know because they're not gonna hate on each other afterwards. They're, you know, pretty strong, stable. I would assume it would be a pretty good match, and that's it. So that's where I would go with it is Osprey and Jeff Cobb in the finals. And we'll find out next week. Who do you think wins? Yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking Osprey too. I mean, he's got the U.S. title, and, you know, his world heavyweight uh, reign was kind of lackluster. So uh, I don't know if that was just because that's when they changed the title. Um, Wasn't it just also felt, pandemic time, too? What's that? It was pandemic time, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it wasn't great. So I think a, a new reign would work. Um, the, the Osprey Cobb thing, I don't know. <clears throat> I, I see where you're going with it. It might be good to, to have uh, Osprey focus on the world title uh, and kind of neglect the stable where Cobb kind of takes over, maybe. Ooh. You know Ooh. what I mean? You could do something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sonata, I don't think it really matters if he wins or, you know, if he stays undefeated or not. Um, and I feel like the evil Sonata thing is kind of past its prime now. Uh, you know, we all love Tamatanga. I just, I don't see him fitting. And I, I think, 
Uh, Osprey Sonata would be a good one. I think Sonata would go over, uh, but it would be close. And, uh, you know, just teasing that, you know, Osprey almost had him, but now he's got his shot. You know what I mean? Agreed. So, yeah, yeah I, I think th- I think that's the best way to book it. Best part about this tournament, really anything can happen. It's anybody's game. Oh, yeah. And we've seen, yeah, we've seen it before. Behind, yeah, real at the last minute come down to it. And, you know, the year that we all thought Kenny Omega was going to win it, he didn't, you know, and he yeah, went all right. the way to the finals. We thought he had it, and then Naito wins it. Uh, this past week, let's run through some of the results that happened. Uh, not results, just more some moments. Um, on Raw, was very happy to see that Logan Paul ate a super kick from Ricochet. I'll see that every day. Uh, this past <laughs> Sunday night, we did have the NXT Great American Bash. On this show, we did find some new tag team champions with the, uh, basically the new FBI, the full-blooded Italians. Well, that's what I'm calling them. Uh, yeah. Carmelo Hayes retained against Ilya Dragunov in a very, very hard-hitting match that you would obviously expect from any Dragunov match. Uh, Carmelo Hayes came out to a really cool tribute to Dusty Rose in his entrance. If you didn't get a chance to see it, it was really cool. It was his quotes, but had like these banners, like these digital banners that were dropping. Um, Not the graphics, but like maybe on like the main screen. It was a really cool entrance. I liked it. Um, Dirty Dom retained against Wesley and Mustafa Ali. You know, it didn't hit me until now that Wesley, I forgot, is the former tag team partner, uh, partner of... Nash Carter, the one that was released from WWE that had that, I believe, either domestic violence or rape. Yes. There was a bunch of yeah, those going I around remember at that, that now, exact yeah. time. Um, not to be funny, I'm just saying it was one or the other, especially with a lot of guys. Yeah. Um, but this guy still ended up making a really decent career as a single star. I'm, I'm actually happy for that because I actually like watching Wesley. For the very little I have seen him, he's really good. You right. know who's not good? Gabe Stevenson or Stevenson or whatever. I don't give a fuck what his name is. How do you, as an Olympic wrestling hero, get booed out of the stadium or or the arena on your debut night? That's right. Because they made you look like an idiot by having it be a double count out against a returning Baron Corbin who's a sailor now or some shit. I don't know. And apparently very over with the crowd. (laughs) Or the crowd just really, really hated Gabe. Uh, Yeah, it could be that too. It was was worse than Ibushi, obviously. It was just not good to watch, and the fact that it went to a double countout says everything about what his career is about to be. But I also read a rumor that he's going to be going doing some uh, either – wrestling or MMA or some shit like that, like Olympic type type, type style yeah, or something. I saw, yeah, I saw some rumblings where it sounded like he didn't even want to wrestle for WWE. So, Well, he kind of showed. I would say he phoned <laughs> that match in. Uh, this past Wednesday's Dynamite felt like a, a throwaway show, and it pretty much was. Um, I know I'm, I'm writing the words, where is women's wrestling? And you're like, hey, who cares? But, you know, there was a no, moment no. where Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa were stealing shows. There was a moment where when Paige showed up, Tony Storm and Ruby Riot started forming this thing. We're like, okay, good. We got some shit going. Now they're lacklusting sidekicks to the Jericho Appreciation Society. Ruby Riot dropped, obviously, in the finals again uh-huh. in the tournament. It's just dog shit. It's really like they just dropped completely off. 
Well, it's funny, too, because did you see there was a sign? Yeah, Tony Khan, fix women's wrestling or something like that or improve it or something. Fix shit. the women's division or book it yeah. better or something like that. Yeah. And, kind of partially and the see, reason I'm bringing this up. Yeah, and I was gonna, you know, I was gonna put it in the news, but I didn't want to because when I read the article, it was just a lot of conjecture and hearsay. But apparently, there was a lot of people on Twitter, you know, basically echoing that, saying, "Yeah, that we know there's good talent there. You're just not doing anything with it. Do it better." Um, and apparently, Soraya was liking a lot of the tweets. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it could just be, you know, hey, you know, you know, you know, being critical and positive uh, was it constructive criticism isn't necessarily the worst thing. Uh, so, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't like even Brit, uh, you know what? A lot of it stemmed from that. Yeah. It was the Brit Baker match. Yeah. It just, it didn't look good and yeah, it hasn't that, been, but you uh, also had, I mean, like, yeah, Brit versus, uh, Taya Valkyrie was, it was shitty. Yeah. And Taya it, losing right off the bat coming in was dumb. She tried cutting a promo on, uh, your dynamiter collision. I think whatever one it was, I, and it was just horrible. She was horrible. I don't like listening yeah. to her talk. You know who else can't do a promo? Her fucking husband. I've always th- I've said it from from day one. John Morrison, John, John Wrestling Morrison, huh? Impact, Raw, Nitro, SmackDown, ECW. He cannot cut a promo unless it's an acting thing. When he does funny yeah. shit with the Miz and it's a skit, awesome. Other than that, he's like. I'm the guy who's going to be fighting you tonight, holding the mic up and just looking like just every generic wrestler that you're like, okay, but I'm going to improve this on this game. Right. Yeah. But fair enough. Tonight is Dynamite 200, and we got John Moxley versus Penta versus Trent in an anything goes match. It all kind of stemmed all the way back from Death Before Dishonor when Penta and Phoenix lost their tag team championship. Trent got busted open, and at the end of the match, him and Penta were pushing and jawing each other. And then at the end of the Claudio pack match, everybody started storming the ring again because uh, Lucha Brothers came to the aid for Death Triangle, and then Moxley came out with for Claudio, but Trent and everybody came out. It was just a brawl. That's how that world title match went for Ring of Honor. I now understand why Athena and Willow closed it. It was actually a pretty good match, but still. Uh, I want to say all three of these guys were on the very first show. I'm pretty sure Penta was on the very first Dynamite. I'm 99% sure Best Friends were on the very first show. And we know Moxley was in the in the first show. <laughs> we definitely know Moxley was right. there. <laughs> um, if anybody gets a win on this, I want it to be Trent, believe it or not. And that's a weird thing to say because I I hate best friends, but it's because I yes. hate the shoe. Yes, I agree. And Trent really did have a lot of potential. Uh, yeah. I felt like they could have done anything else with him, anything other than what they're doing with him now, the Doughboy, um, the, the shoe. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think that would be nice. Uh, but again, I just I don't care because of where he is, how he's being booked. Uh, you know, Moxley we're just stuff. tired of, and Penta. I, I still like Penta, so, you know. I do, but you know what, man? His shit is really getting old with Sierra Romero. It is. Do it once, yeah. and I'm good, man. He During the middle yeah. of that fucking... Milk it. <laughs> four-way, <laughs> I know, four-way tag team match at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor. If I did a shot every time that dude did Sierra Romero from the time he came out to the time he left... Mm-hmm. 
we would have already had a funeral by now for me. (laughs) Bro, it's annoying now. Like you said, milk it. It is. Do it once. Even the best friends got that down with their hug. You know, like (sighs) it's the one time everybody goes, whoa. But at least it's something they build towards. Jesus. Right. Uh, On SmackDown, Santos Escobar won the United States title invitational. He's the one who's going to face Austin Theory. He was supposed to win, but there was an audible called on the match, apparently. Yeah, so Okay, so believe it, I'm believe 50, it or not. I'm 50 on it. Go ahead. Yeah, believe it believe it or not, I actually watched SmackDown. Oh my god. I was at we I was at Wheezy's and he goes, "Is there wrestling on tonight?" I go, "Yeah, SmackDown." So we put on SmackDown. By the way, he called uh uh Sonya Deville and What's Her Puss winning the women's tag titles. He called that right before Chelsea the match. Green. He fucking called it. Uh, Chelsea Green, yeah. So anyway, what's her tits? But uh, so I watched this match live, and right away, you know, Mike was asking me, he's like, is he really hurt? I'm like, I don't fucking think so, man. They showed the replay, and it was uh, Ray didn't do the dive. Escobar did the dive. Escobar did the dive, and Escobar's head went into Ray's shoulder, and Ray fell backwards. So they were tending to the shoulder during the match because they did stop it. But to me, like the way that I looked at it was, I looked at it was, this is a way to give Escobar the win, which he should, uh, without having Dom lose. Dom? Or Ray, whatever. Ron. Dom's the more relevant one, so. It's Ron Mysterio. Ron. (laughs) First of all. Second of all, I... I actually okay. So the dive that I thought was the one that did it was when Ray does his. You know how he goes, he slides his the body slide. on the mat mm-hmm. to yeah. go out to the outside. Is that the yeah. move that he hurt himself on? From what I had saw, no. Oh, that's the one I. I for some replay I saw. That's what was shown. But either way, I think you're right. I think it was a storyline. I don't think that Ray was actually hurt because they wouldn't have. Did you see they an X go it up that way? Right. Yeah. yeah no. No X. Yeah. There it was you just, go. It was it too stagey. Too stagey. Thank you. So there you go. Uh, also on Friday, Big Bill and Brian Cage are keeping their tag team going for some reason, and they won the Battle Royal and are now the number one contenders for the tag team champions. And man, I was like, oh dear God, if they're facing FTR at like All In or All Out, I'm gonna be really disappointed. But it's yeah. not. Don't worry. It's this Saturday. Thank God. Uh, hey, you know, speaking of Saturdays, you know what I, what I saw on Saturday? What's that? I watched Collision. No shit. <laughs> I'm impressed. I didn't get to watch it until uh, it was over, yeah, so I was able to yeah, you know snag it. But guess what time I started it? Still eight 10 in the o'clock. morning. Ten o'clock. Oh, okay, I mean, it was still beautiful out, man. I, I had such a great day. That's the best part. Um. I am not going to lie. I love watching things now on the West Coast. When we got this show started, I started on the West Coast, and that's when I was watching Dynamite at, like, 7 o'clock. Six. I was like, this is beautiful. You know, well, I mean, it started a little later, but whatever the case. You know what I'm saying? Like, But, man, I... uh, it's nice to be back out here watching stuff, so I get to actually watch more and give you full information, which is funny. I have a lot of information about Collision, and yet you watched all of it. Here we go. Um, Andrade defeated Buddy Matthews in an I have no idea why we decided to put my mask on the line match, but we're going to do it anyway. It, he didn't, make he it didn't put match. his mask on the line. They stole it. 
for Andrade oh, had to win it okay, back. I missed that. Part. It was a MacGuffin. The match was solid. It oh, was a dumb great. stipulation, but I mean, the match was great. Did you see Buddy separate his shoulder in the match? Yeah. See that and one? I'm dude, wondering too. No, no, I don't know, man. He what was a fucking lethal weapon too. That's what I said, man. I'm like, because I heard he had the instead of making the match come to a stop. He asked the doctor to pop it back in place. He ran, and all I saw was Mel quick. Gibson. <laughs> yeah, he ran back into the ring way too quick after that. That's why I call Bravo Sierra because it was just too quick. I'm sure he's a tough son of a bitch. He's shown that repeatedly, but dude, a separated shoulder ain't no joke. It's it's funny because you think of that, and I also think of uh, you ever watch Best of the Best? Uh, Eric Roberts on the karate team. They go to Korea. It's a five on Chris Penn is in it. It's a old. No, I don't think I've seen that one. And there's a part he's like, pop it, pop it. And they have to pop his shoulder back in place. That's what I thought Buddy Matthews did. Um, we'll get to the, the, the one middle part here in a second. But as we knew it was going to happen, FTR did retain against better than you, baby. Uh, all right. I want to get your thoughts on, on all of this. No one turned. Not at all. Even, you know, after the match was over, but, MJF, I lost the match. I'm the one who lost it. I'm no good. And then Cole, no, no, you're the champ. Don't you ever think that. And I was like, oh, my God, someone just turned on each other. This is getting horrible. And then they go, and don't forget, next week, Dynamite 200. Next week is this. I go, okay, I like it. Play it out. Make me think you're going to go off the air, but still doing the turn. I like that. You motherfucker, you went off the air without doing a turn. Are you shitting me? I didn't like it. Well, I like his... Yeah, well, I liked MJ because MJF. What I yeah, I agree with you. I I lost the match. Like seeing that different side of MJF isn't a bad thing. The way it was done was a little cheesy, a little it was sleazy, extremely cheesy. Yeah, but what I what I did like was like it was almost transparent and expected because MJF's in the middle of the ring holding the title like he's going to do it, and even Adam Cole's like, "Do what you got to do, man. Do what Just you got to do." Just I knew do you it. were going to do it, and Just that okay, it. that part I did like. That I liked because then when he shot the title down, then I go, ah, plan B, kick him in the dick. I'm like, something, someone, give each other a low blow. There's got to be one. This always happens. Right. No, fair enough. And I like it. I like, don't fucking rush it. You can tease it a little bit. Just keep the thing going. But it's also the um, obvious. And apparently, but... and then apparent, off camera after the show, MJF was uh, praising FTR and yes. you know, all that. And uh, yeah, so. I know. It's still going to come down to one of our predictions as to who's turning on Roddy. Right. It's just they're extending it. But it's still going to be that's your outcome. That's how you're going to know who's turning. I thought about it. Do you have Adam Cole turn on MJF? No. Because that may be making MJF a face in a way. Sure. MJF turning would have been expected. Mm Mm-hmm. But if Adam Cole does get his rematch, as he said he's going, or as we hear that he's going to with MJF, then it's then and there is when that turn on Roddy happens. I still think it's Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean, it could be. Uh, I, what, you know, the one thing that I don't like about this is Roddy's made to look like quite the idiot in this whole thing, like a lackey. Like he's always coming in after the promos, like, Adam! Adam! Wearing you know, the stupid just, neck brace and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not now, Renee! I, I still think, I still think uh, Roddy's going to turn on Adam. That's that's where my thought is. And are, even if that's it, 
that's where it's going to culminate. That's what it was. You yeah. didn't say it was MJF turn on Roddy. That's right. I'm sorry. You had Roddy turning yeah. on uh, Adam. So let's talk about what a lot of people are talking about. We now have two world championships in AEW, much like WWE. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> One is the BBB, and uh-huh. the other is now your real world's championship with an X in the middle. Can we, can we just talk about the level of markishness out there? The E. The E. He spray painted over the E. You know, my favorite retort to that is somebody goes, it's called symmetry. Symmetry. Showed, like, I saw the, the X same was off one. To the side. <laughs> apparently wrestling fans don't know what symmetry is. Yeah, it was an X was on the not. W. <laughs> it goes That's... right through the middle. That just happens to be where the E is. Now, it is a cool little thing. That you can, you know, point to and be like, ha, they didn't do it on purpose, but it's still cool. Fine. But no, he didn't do that on purpose. Right. Funny, but no. It's right. It, the You're right. The symmetry was the best one. Uh, the, the promo, obviously pulling it out and, you know, Stark's coming out. But first, the spray painting. Man, I don't give a shit. That brings me back to Hogan. Come on, man. That hasn't been done since yeah. 1996. Oh, how could you not thing. immediately think of that? That's immediately cool. what I thought of. As soon as he did it, I was like, I marked out. I go, oh! Like, mm-hmm. Running around an empty room, being like, he's repainted the title! <laughs> he's not even a champion! Actually, I did see a funny one, because you have your people who either love or hate CM Punk. Saw a meme, mm-hmm. it was like, the Elite had to relinquish their championships and had to win him back in a best of seven series. CM Punk comes back and just says he's still the champion. I'm like, yeah, good for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the idea, you morons. He does have two oh. title reigns that have not been pinned. Mm-hmm. You don't? Yeah. Fucked up as well. It? Well, one and then yeah. Let's say Moxley did beat him in that Moxley stupid unification him, yeah. match with But that whole thing was convoluted anyway. That was your clubber There's Lang two belts there. Rocky won. Yeah, there was two belts there. Oh man, we—it's not even been a fucking year, and we already have a second belt again. I hope he loses this and then just gets another title. Yeah. I mean, shit, titles don't matter. They're defending Jack Perry or Jack Perry wins titles the uh, the FTW matter. championship. That's not even a real fucking sanctioned title. Yeah, yeah. And we're spending time on that. Anyway, Punk is gonna defend his spray-painted AEW championship against Ricky Starks this Saturday on Collision. Plus, we also get Big Bill, Brian Cage versus FTR. So, I see both retaining happening happening on uh, that show. Yeah. I will say I do like watching MJF act like a face over, mm-hmm. like, going to the fans, hugging them, and, like, high-fiving them on the way to the ring. And he's like, this is for you, man. Yeah, he did a new thing. I'm, I'm going to pull up Twitter right now and see if I can find it. I probably won't. But he's got a name for his fans now. Oh, my it's God. Like, is it the Devil Worshippers? No, it's... What the fuck? It's, it's fucking Twitter crashing. Thanks, Elon. Uh, I think <laughs> it was, like, Maximaniacs or something like that. Oh my God! Dude, it was good for him. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It was, it was great. Yeah, I can't find it, but it was like, yeah, all my this picture you can see thirty. You know, and I think the number kept going. It was like eighty thousand Maximaniacs or something like that. Yeah. With the Saskatchewan Slam. The well, Saskatchewan let's talk slam. about 
this Saturday night. That's right. You know, AEW was first being like, why are we doing this on Sundays? How about we do them on Saturdays? Have you noticed that every AEW pay-per-view has been a fucking Sunday as of recent? Yeah. Forbidden Door, Sunday. It was Double or nothing, Sunday. Revolution, Sunday. Last year's Double or Nothing, Sunday. Yeah, disappointing. All Out, Sundays. Both of them before uh, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Thanks for nothing. And- WWE's like, well, since the Saturdays are wide open, we'll take them. I know, right? Yeah. Fucking hell. They did Monday. They did Money in the Bank on a Saturday, and now they're doing SummerSlam on a Saturday. Good for I you. For it. Yep. Thank you, Ford Field, baby. Uh, it, it is. I'm excited to see it because I always like a good stadium type show. No matter what, just the look and the feel and the energy. I'm excited for it. Detroit could be right. some dickhead kind of crowd, so I'm I'm excited to see how that one turns. But we have Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso in the Tribal Combat. And it's for the universal title and being the tribal chief. Yeah, we already know what happens there. I don't think we need to uh, make that prediction. Um, no. Cody Rose versus Brock Lesnar 3. Who do you think wins? Cody. Yeah. Yeah. Or Schmaz. Because I'm like, Lesnar has very few people he loses to. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Cody's been kind of stagnant lately. I mean, he's still over as hell. The crowd still pops for him when he comes out and cuts a promo. But it's your David Goliath thing. They've each got a win. Uh, Brock's been after him. This is a chance for Cody to get his redemption and just put Brock to bed and and move on to the next thing. So We'll find out. It's Saturday. That's nice. The second world title, that doesn't matter. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Seth retains. Yeah, that that one to me I feel like could be the swerve just because Damian has the briefcase and it's the story of Finn never uh, losing the title. So, I don't know. You and I talked about this before. I'd like to see Balor win and then Damian cash right in. Yeah. But then again, there goes the rest of Judgment Day and... I really like or or it's now. just or he just screws in, uh, Baylor in the middle of the match, you know what I mean? Before the match even ends and just fucking cashes in, wins the title, making a triple threat like Seth Rollins did at Mania. Um, I gotta say, this is the best Rhea Ripley I've ever seen. She's amazing. Oh, Her and Dom are hysterical. Yeah, but it's fantastic, it, 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 dude. I saw a backstage promo, uh, where Dragon Lee comes up to Dom. After winning at Great American Bash, and he goes, "Do you know who I am?" Rhea, without even skipping a beat, she goes, "Batman." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. So, yeah, well, we'll see how that world title match goes um, this this Saturday. Anyway, uh, women's title match will be Oscar versus Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. Let me tell you something. I don't care. Yeah, Charlotte Flair is just. (laughs) I saw a meme. I think it's the guy behind the tree rubbing his hands together, licking his lips. (laughs) It was like Charlotte Flair every time a title is on TV. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic and true. Yep, Charlotte wins. You're right. Thanks. Uh, I would like to have high hopes for Shayna Baszler versus Ronda Rousey. I think it's going to be a clunky mess. I I think it's probably going to be clunky. clunky mess. Yeah. Yeah, Baszler's going to win. Rousey's on her way out. Agreed. 
And I think Austin Theory retains versus Santos Escobar. I think the I, 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 I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go away from you on this one. Okay. LWO merch is selling like really hot merch. Uh, and I saw an article saying that WWE is looking to have a Latino champ again. So I think Escobar is going to win. Okay. I could take that. I, I'd be all right with it, I guess. Um, Gunther versus Drew McIntyre for the Intercontinental Championship. This one is interesting to me because... Sorry, I'm fixing my phone. <laughs> you have Gunther's uh, reign... If he retains, I believe he ends up by uh, he'll end up passing Macho Man and Honky Tonk Man really? as your longest reigns. But he has to get past Drew, and Drew's been away since WrestleMania 39. Let's say I don't. I, I'm not going to count any of the shit he's done on SmackDown. So right. I don't know. I think Gunther retains. I think it'd be a banger of a match, but I still think Gunther takes it. Agreed. Okay. Uh, Logan Paul, hope he breaks his neck against Ricochet. Agreed. And they put together a SummerSlam Battle Royal because they couldn't figure out a way to put LA Knight and Sheamus and a lot of guys into the show. So they're doing even this. though they're just gonna ha- even though they're just gonna have a match on Smack or SmackDown. Wait, the they match on SmackDown. They're having a one-on-one match. They should just push Smackdown. this exact match to SummerSlam and call it a day. They might end up doing that. Yeah. Well, no, they're doing a SummerSlam. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's hysterical. I watched this TikTok of a girl who goes, my husband, I he watches wrestling, and apparently this thing is a thing now. And she's in on it, you can tell, like, for to make this right. TikTok. And yeah. she goes, honey, he goes, yeah. And then you hear him <laughs> taking a shit, and you're, he goes, yeah. <laughs> I love it. There you go. Um, August 12th, we're going to have the semifinals for the G1 Climax 33. And then the day after, we'll be at Sumo Hall as well. And again, we get the winner of that uh, on August 13th as to who will be facing your IWGP champion at Wrestle Kingdom. So next week, we'll have a little bit more of that to bring to the table. But speaking of... Just bring it, bitch! It's hard for me to tell you I'm sorry. You were right about collision. It just came to my head recently that I I, I found one of my old uh, quotes that I put out on Facebook or show me up as a, a memory. And I said, I go, it's so funny that Chicago wrote a whole song saying it's hard for me to tell you I'm sorry. As a song, as they're saying I'm sorry the whole fucking time. It's great. But you were right, man. I said, how in the hell are you going to get people to want to watch Collision on a Saturday night? Even, now look it, now I like to watch Dynamite on a Wednesday, but if it's not good, like Raw, I'll hold it until a week if I can, if I don't have to. You know, like if, same point with Dynamite. Collision, I was like, you're not going to catch me wanting to really watch Saturdays. Dude, every freaking week has been a big fight feel with some matches you had punk and joe and ftr and the uh bullet club gold twice this dude minoru suzuki versus uh darby allen out of nowhere Mm -hmm. the match i didn't think was happening and i was like yeah i'm in this this works for me uh, grandpa murder comes you know what i mean like that's awesome yeah it was 
the whole thing was just fantastic. So you were right and I was wrong about AEW Collision. I didn't think people would really want to tune in, but I'm hooked. I'm into Saturdays. Saturday nights are fine for fighting. Yeah, that's getting old, though. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I love the Saturday night main event type openers, right? The promo. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. But then this past weekend, Action Andretti goes, and you know what? Saturday night's all right for fighting. And I was like, God damn it. I'm going to have to hear this now. <laughs> he said the thing. <laughs> <laughs> what bothers me is that I already hated the fucking song. I've never yeah, liked same this here. song. Same There's here. a lot yeah. of good Elton John jams. This isn't one of them. No, it's definitely not. Uh, that one. What's the other one that sucks? Crocodile Rock or some shit like that. I hate that fucking song, too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's about crocodiles, and he starts meowing like a goddamn cat. <laughs> no, right. I was like, you raised the corpse of Frankie Valley. Uh, yeah, you know, not only did I say <laughs> too soon, um, <laughs> not soon. Like enough. a, you know, not only, and you know, by the way, my bringing it to the table is piggybacking off of what you said because I saw you put it in there. And I was like, holy shit, I was going to say the same thing. Um, not only that, yeah, man, you wrote, you took out, mine. <laughs> yeah. I laid out the whole first month of booking for the main event. Pretty much. I'm like, yep, you got punk and Joe and then you can do this and then you can do that. FTR is going to do this. And, and dude, it's a wrestling show. Yeah. And it's pretty it's a sad wrestling show. Yeah. And Nigel McGinnis and Kevin Kelly on commentary, a revelation. Fantastic. Well, right now you got Ian Riccoboni filling in for Kevin Kelly, uh, oh, I didn't, Kevin you know Kelly's I didn't even doing that. G1, but that's the point. Ian Riccoboni and Kevin Kelly and Nigel all work together in Ring of Honor as commentators. Mm-hmm. This was yep. easy. Ian Riccoboni and and Kevin Kelly. I, do I really care about Ian versus Kevin Kelly? Not necessarily, but I'm a big Ke- Kevin Kelly fan. I've always liked his commentary. WWE fucking snubbed him. He was on for, and they were like, "Aha! Oh. You know what? You'll be really good for Sunday Night Heat and Velocity." And he went to Ring of Honor and became basically the voice of it. Um, A huge fan of the commentary on there. And you're right. It's just a wrestling show. Even Joe came out and just squashed someone this week real quick and was like, see here, buddy, I'm going to go do Twisted Metal. That is one of my favorite Joe things. As somebody goes to do a long convoluted move or it takes him two minutes to jump to the top and he just walks away. Walking away. He just walks away. <laughs> and this time he mocked gravity. <laughs> that was, it was did, like, fucking fantastic. Walk. Yeah. Yeah, I love some Ojo. Well, well, let's go to the wars. Monday Night Wars! Yeah, a look at Norton. Now, what's Norton doing here? Scott Flash Norton, one of the biggest, most feared men on any continent around the world of NW Hollywood, has come in. What is Scott Norton doing here? Anything he wants. You're not kidding. Well, I mean, Norton can do that, but why? Well, he's got a microphone. I guess you probably wonder what's going on. Yeah, not kidding. Mind reader. Since I didn't have a match tonight, I've been bold. And if anybody, and I mean anybody, for the WCW wants a piece of me, bring it on. Of all the sound clips, I could have... Put into the show this week. I got to tell you, honestly, Scott Norton beating the living shit out of everybody. 
It just doesn't get any better than that. I'm kind of a fan of it. It was great to watch. doesn't happen nearly enough. I don't know why that guy did not get more airtime in WCW. Yeah, and it's great. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it, but they, they specifically made mention of it. So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. It was good to see. Yeah, good shit. All right, man, let's get on with the wars. But let me tell you something. I was able to watch Nitro. It was awesome. Good show. Uh, hmm. In a weird way, I had the audio to the sh- to this show, but the visuals was everything of last week's Raw. I have a very bad file. I don't know how, why, when, where of why this one is like this, but I was watching things. I go, wait, this shit looks familiar. I'm pretty sure I've seen this before. But then the sounds weren't adding up, and I go, that's weird. Maybe it'll sink soon, and it didn't. It was a bad file, so I didn't watch Raw. Fill me in. What happened? (laughs) Ah, All right. Well, I'm just glad to say that this is no no pay-per-view week, so (laughs) I can ease back into this. Finally, man. I know, right? It's few and far between. So, by the uh, way, yeah, last uh, week the show's n- title name was either going to be between be between such a waste of meat and cheese as it was, or while while ODM is away, or something like that. And I was like, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the meat and cheese one. I found it while editing. It was never going to be the name of it, but I was pretty proud of it. And I I will say I was kind of sad that you weren't there for the unveiling of the first time you said choppy choppy your pee pee. Yeah, yeah. No, but you, you carry through. I think the episode name was appropriate. The logo was great. You nailed it. That's what we do. Speaking of nailing it, August 3rd, 1998, Raw Nation comes to the ring. Rock and Owen are going to be facing Taker and Austin for the tag titles later tonight. Rock wants to have the match now, tells him to come out, but Slaughter comes out instead. Rock's just arguing, throwing all of his catchphrases at him, tells, uh, take your 75-cent shirt, go to the back. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, the glass breaks. Austin and Taker come to the ring. Austin's get gets beat down immediately by the nation, and the Taker gets distracted by Kane, then attacked by Mankind. They fight off. Austin makes a comeback. It's a stunner on Owen. Almost hits one on the rock. He powders. Austin grabs a chair. He's standing tall. I will say I did, you know, then I did go watch, or not watch, I read the results. I should have also said that as well. So I did kind of read through oh, yeah, that's the fine. results. I didn't visually yeah, see it all. Um, well, but gonna, dude, yeah, think about gonna... that. Think about that as your main event. Stone Cold Steve Austin tagging with the Undertaker, taking on The Rock and Owen Hart. God damn, pretty just, crazy. It is. It's just. It's great, but then also, in less than a year, Owen's gone, man. So it's like it's so many great things could have st- happened if he didn't. Yeah. Okay. They get, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. I mean, minus the way they booked him, but that's a different story altogether. Uh, let's see. We get Godfather versus Scorpio and Brawl for All. Godfather comes out with his hose for the first time, unless I missed it over our vacation here. But uh, uh, no, he did have some last week. He did. Okay. And then there was also, uh, I think one of them was the one from the Valvinus vignettes. No. Oh, good. No. Yeah, maybe it was. I think it was. Man, it's hard to tell. So many titties on these shows these days. I'm fucking. Hard to tell them apart, but that's good. You know, that's recycling. It's it's probably probably got a it's deal, really like a two for one recycling. deal. Recycling, you can go on and keep that. Not enough Lysol in the world, which is funny because I just I got to say this about recycling. I just while working the other day had booty call on in the background. Have you ever watched that? No, I don't oh, think so. 
Jamie Foxx, Tommy Davidson, both trying to bang some girls. Vivica A. Fox is one of them. Nope. Uh, he goes, here, man, here's a couple of condoms. He goes, I only need one, baby. I'll just wash it out and use it again. I recycle. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. Anyway, talking about wrestling. <laughs> back to wrestling. <laughs> Uh, Severin withdrew from the tournament, you know, basically we heard about it. Like he just knew that this was a shit show and there was, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. What I didn't remember was that they actually had a, uh, quick little pre-taped interview that he did basically saying, I have nothing to prove when it comes to MMA or boxing or combat sports. He's like, if I've got something to prove or a score to settle, I do it. So, I mean, I think it was a good way for him to get out of it. Um, so this allowed Godfather to advance. Kudos to WWE for letting him actually do that because, I mean, if not, he was either going to look like a pussy or that he's injured or whatever, and he you let him go out at least, like, if that's your reason, I will let you cut a video on it. They don't do that nowadays. Yeah. No, of course not, no. They just have half-hour promos at the beginning of the end, end of the show. Uh, and God, before the match even starts, Godfather gets on the mic. He says, I'm going to make you an offer. You can have three rounds with me knowing I'm going to whip your ass, or you can take three of my finest hoes. Naturally, they had the fight. Godfather controlled it, landed some nice shots, uh, and he's going to be facing Bart Gunn in the next round. Can't wait to see how that turns out. Uh, yeah. This is the first time he's offered the hose. He didn't offer go. last week. Gotcha. Well, I guess he uh, he got righteous all of a sudden and uh, liked to, you know. Oh, my God. Wait, from here, right here, we need to start a tally. Write this down right now. How many people took the fight? How many people took the hose? Because I know, I remember watching Attitude Era, a lot of people being like, ah, fuck it, I'll take the hose. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Counter of hose taken versus fights taken. My favorite one will come the night after Owen's death between him and Road Dog, and I won't even spoil it. It's one of my favorite ones. All right, there you go. I actually think I know exactly what you're talking about, but we'll get yep. there when we get there. Uh, you get Cole backstage. He's with the Outlaws. They're pissed off. They're facing Kane and Mankind, and they want their tag titles back. So there you go. Uh, we get Outlaws versus Kane and Mankind. This is a brawl. There's chair shots. It doesn't get called a DQ. Kane gets a, a pin with a tombstone during a distraction. Not much to say there. Uh, what we can talk about is we get a recap of some stuff that I apparently missed, which is uh, Hawk not being himself last week. Zoned out during an interview, tripped into the ring, on his way into the ring, didn't make a tag, fell off the top rope, does a little interview, animals there with him, but he doesn't have face paint, and he apologizes as Mike Hegstrand. You did listen to my show or no? I say I my show, our show. Um, it was uncomfortable. Oh, you made it pretty clear last week it was your show, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Asshole to you. All I was waiting on was for you to randomly just text me something. I'm like, it's got to be at some point. And he just wrote, oh, yeah, it's Mr. Asshole to you because of the, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that was fun. I probably got to tighten the interview up a touch, by the way. Anyway, uh. I will say that the fuck I just lost what we were just talking about right there. You just Mike Hextrand. Mike Hextrand's so, antics. You heard me say last week it was very, very, very uncomfortable to watch. And I'm like, I can't tell if he is drunk or they're playing into it or whatever. Uh 
God, the way that I think it was Mark Henry or Godfather. I forgot who won, who it was. I think it was Godfather that made the pin real quick on Animal. The way he popped up real quick is he was getting ready for Hawk to retaliate drunk and be like, yeah, you pinned my friend. <laughs> uh, it was, it's uncomfortable to watch. The fact that they're still playing into it on Raw, you know, Vince could say a lot about other companies and things that they do and things like that. I don't like this. I I hate this whole fucking thing. And then I'm going to hate it in a couple of months when they start doing it with Scott Hall and WCW. It's going to be a lot of fun. They're like, ha, let's, let's just expose all of our drunk wrestlers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no. I, I You know, if you want me to be honest, I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B. I don't know what that means, but okay. I don't know what that means, and I won't respond to it. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, it's a work and a shoot at the same time. There you go. Gotcha. So anyway, Hawk says he's going to go out there and do the Hawk thing. Yeah, he's taking on Jeff Jarrett. Uh, commentary mentioning that Shane had been courting the babes on Sunday Night Heat. So it looks like Shane's going to start making his way into the fold. He was on commentary that night. Uh, it was the first Sunday Night Heat. I actually saw a little bit of highlights of that recently. Uh, yeah, so 25 years ago this past Sunday or whatever would have been the very first Sunday night heat. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Hawk wins with a neckbreaker. Animal comes down to congratulate him. They get jumped by Southern Justice, and then Draws makes the save. It's, I yeah. forgot that Jarrett yeah. and Southern Justice become a uh, a team. Oof, I'm trying to forget. Yeah, but it leads to something fun coming up at SummerSlam. Yeah. You'll see. All right. Well, we got Vincent Stooges to the ring. They say Taker and Austin are going to lose the tag titles tonight. Uh, it calls out uh, from last week, Taker drank the beer from Austin, and it was just so Kane could attack him, just like in the opening of tonight's Raw. So he wants Taker to come down here and try to disprove it. And it's great because he just say, cause he says that, and there's a delay between when t- you know Taker comes out and he says that, and he goes, I ain't got all night, damn it. <laughs> Kayfabe, pal. I'm still in charge. (laughs) And I really wish you would have seen this because I am not sure what happened here. Taker didn't come out to his regular music. Were they playing Highway to Hell by ACDC and it was overdubbed on the cock? Uh, What what were you hearing? Just some generic music that I didn't recognize. Oh, then it might have been Highway to Hell. And and it overdubbed it. It might be. Well, I mean, at this point, like I said last week when you were listening to my show, uh, <laughs> that he came out to the ministry song, it seemed like, for the first time. Oh, maybe that's what it is, and I just don't remember it. Was it... Dun, 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 dun? But no, it still had his yeah. music in the background. Yeah, it was choppy. It was hard to hear. It didn't it just didn't sound right to me. Maybe that's what it is, and I'm just, you know... Well, it's either that or Highway to Hell, and I know that they're not paying ACDC to let them use that on the pack. Exactly. Anyway, uh, t- Taker does. Did you a know that there nice... are no stop signs or speed limits, and no one is going to slow you down? I don't know. I had to hear that fucking thing a million times. Already, so... <laughs> I liked it better interviewing you last week when you were short. <laughs> I'm sure short you did. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Roman caught that Mike no look catch, or was it yes. Lesnar? One of them. Taker did the same thing here. Somebody no tossed shit. him a mic, and he just, just grabbed it. It was it was so great. It happened so fast. Uh, Vince says, yeah, you just proved my point by coming out here. Glass breaks Austin to the ring. Um, 
Another thing I missed during our time off, Austin has switched over to his Skull World title. I don't know if that happened last week or... Because they didn't, like, make any mention of it on the show. So I'm assuming it was some point over the last month. But yeah, he's got the Skull title now. Yo, wait, 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 wait. He introduced it at uh, Fully Loaded. It was the first time I I noticed it. Yep. Because they made a quick little mention of it. Yeah, Austin doesn't care about tag titles. He leaves the ring. Taker's holding both tag titles. Taker calls out Austin. Listen to me, boy. I love when fucking Taker does that. Uh, McMahon's trying to drive a wedge between us. He doesn't want us to be the tag champs. Be a man. Come back to the ring and take what's yours. So Austin comes back. He grabs one of the tag title belts and he leaves. Uh, Austin heads to the back. Taker stops him again and says, hey, right now you're the safest SOB in WWF. And when we get to SummerSlam, I'm going to take what's mine, that world title. I'll likely remember, but maybe I won't. I just got to tell you, I bet on the wrong guy in the main event of this match, live when people were at my house. That boy was there. Mm. He's not the guy I bet. Um, But, yeah, I thought Taker was going to win this. This entire lead-up, I was like, yeah, Mm. dude, give him the title back. Austin's had it a good amount of time. I didn't think he was going to have it that much longer anyway with all the Vince shit going on. But, you know, obviously it didn't go that way. Yeah. Yeah, we do get something else out of it, though. Uh, next, you get Triple H versus X-Pac. The winner's going to face Rock for the Intercontinental Championship at SummerSlam. Uh, they enter together. They just play the DX music, and they come out together. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that was uh, cute. They had China with them. What? So that's cute. Oh, uh, yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, this was weird because uh, I don't remember where this goes. At one point, X-Pac's setting up for the Bronco Buster. He gets in the corner, and China just trips him. Uh, Pac starts yelling at him, yelling at him, yelling at her through the ropes, kind of leans out, and she just clocks him. Triple H hits a pedigree, gets the win. Uh, X-Pac and Triple H argue. They're kind of, you know, bumping chess head-to-head. And uh, X-Pac says something. I think basically, you know, you kind of had to lip-read or kind of listen for, like, the ringside mic. But I think what came out of it was, listen, man, I'm going to win the title, and as soon as I do, you'll get a shot first. And Because X-Pac kind of just goes, okay, fine, and bounces. And, you know, kayfabe, pal, the reason that she tripped X-Pac is because deep down backstage, she really was testing the D down. of, yeah, real deep, like like many nights in China. Yeah. X-Pac has to wait a long time until he gets his sloppy. <laughs> sloppy ace. ace. Hey. <laughs> the name of the show, folks. All right, let's hey, move on. Sloppy ace. <laughs> Symmetry, pal. (laughs) 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 All right. Moving on. Good night, guys. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) (laughs) Velvinus and Taka Michinoku versus Kai and Tai. Uh, Mrs. Yamaguchi is at ringside. And Taka turns. And commentary scrambling to figure out why. And Taka starts yelling, my sister, my sister. Uh, Mrs. Yamaguchi is... Taka's sister, apparently. Uh, and they carry Velvinus to the back. He couldn't just side with Kai and Tai. We had to go as far right. as saying that he is technically the son-in-law. No. Wait, what would that make? Uh, no, he's the stepbrother. Brother-in-law. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, our brother-in-law. brother-in-law. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, dude. It's been, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how family works. If you've listened yeah. to this show, I think you understand that. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> All right, yes. So it's just weird. You didn't have to go that way. Just just turn. Right. But okay, turn. yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I in this match I did see as it uh as showed online. Lasted two minutes. So basically what? He got tagged in and that's when he turned? Yep, pretty much. God damn it, I knew it. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't miss much. The turn was the important thing. Uh, next, you get D'Lo versus uh, Dan Severin for the European title. D'Lo says he's wrestling under protest. They had a match previously, and Shamrock interrupted and caused a DQ, lost him his chance at the title. Um, so, you know, match starts. Henry comes, to, uh, Henry comes to ringside, and Steve Blackman shows up. Then Shamrock comes down, and <clears throat> Shamrock does Shamrock things. <laughs> fucking roid rages and just murders everybody. Ref calls it, and D'Lo gets jumped by Edge at the top of the ramp. And then Edge just disappears into the crowd, and the best part is Henry comes to D'Lo's side, and D'Lo's sitting there. He's like, what just happened, man? <laughs> I don't I know you. Uh, something else I don't know when this happened uh, sometime in the last month that Tiger Ali Singh, who we saw vignettes on about a year and a half ago, is mm-hmm. now actually doing in-ring promos. Um, he has Babu, his trusty sidekick with him, his servant. Um, on Heat, they, they make mention and show video that on Heat, they made a woman eat dog food while on all fours for 500 bucks. Yep. Cuts a promo about American women. And he says, I will pick one of you, and for every piece of every garment of clothing you take off, I will give you $500. Babu ends up picking Melissa McCarthy. I didn't know she was, you know, watching wrestling at the time. No, it just looked like her. Oh, I was like, yeah. Well, that's no. a plan. <laughs> so, this, this is probably one of my favorite segments just because it, it, everything was so subtle and it was perfect. Probably a little larger than Melissa McCarthy, but. And this bitch just gets in and takes her shirt off. All right. And they show a crowd shot, and there is a guy. His tie is undone, and it's just draped over his neck like the first button's undone. He looks completely shit hammered, and he's like, Why am I looking at this? Oh this my is God. fucking gross. The look on this dude's face was fucking priceless. Please tell me you have a screenshot of that. <laughs> I you can't do it on the cock anymore. God so damn cock! I have to take it with my phone, but uh, oh, yeah, amazing. it was fucking hilarious. So then she goes. So she takes like her shorts off, uh, and she goes to take the bra off. Uh, Sing stops her and says, "Okay, no, 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 no. I'm changing the rules. I'll give you five hundred bucks for every piece of clothing you put back on." <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could go to a strip club and do that. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Wish I had four hands. I'd give those titties four thumbs down. The milk's gone bad. <laughs> um, after that, they cut to Kaintai dragging Venus into the locker room. Uh, they have the chopping block there, and Yamaguchi forces the cameraman out with the sword. Now, I'm gonna before we get to the main event, I wanna I wanna talk about this because that's the last I saw on Pekak. So I don't know if. Next week, they go, hey, here's what you missed after Raw went on the air, and they show it, or if they just cut it from the episode. Hmm. Do you want me to tell you what I don't know. Huh? Do you want me to tell you I know what happens. I just don't know if if they show it on next week's episode or if it was on this episode and they just didn't show it and they cut it out. I don't mean that sarcastically. What what happens? 
They string Venus up and they put his cock on the chopping block and you see his bare ass and... But then the feed cuts. The feed cuts, yes. Okay. So you, I thought maybe they just uh, took all that out and they're going to let the feed cut or I, they don't maybe. show it until next week. But maybe something happens. That's what I'm wondering. Up. Yeah, yeah you're I don't right. know if it's... I'd, if it was on this show and they just didn't, they cut it out on the cock or if it, or if it, you know, 25 years ago, they just showed it the next week. Right. I don't did you know. Say they, did you basically say that they cut the cock out of the cock? Yeah. Wait, they cut the cock of the cutting. Wait, they cut the cutting of the cock <laughs> out of the cock. Yes. Correct. Cock. Okay. <laughs> Tits. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Rock and Owen versus Taker and Austin for the tag titles. It was a solid match. Mankind interferes, locks in the claw. Kane comes in, uh, swings the chair. Again, commentary sells. Was he going after Taker? Was he going after Mankind? Either way, Taker ducks. Kane hits Mankind with the chair. The outlaws run in. We go off the air with a brawl, as we tend to on Raw this time period. Oh, welcome to the Attitude Era and everything I shitted about. Uh, go back to the F the Attitude Era. <laughs> A good episode. I think at some point we should that. go back and listen to both of those top topics at like a half we're done. point. When we're done like, with the or when yeah. we're done to see if we agree with yeah. our, our sentiments. Absolutely. One of us has Absolutely. to wave the white flag or at least tap out though. Be like, I'm it, that's it, I'm done. Like <laughs> we're at like two thousand something, time. you're like, fuck it, I can't do it anymore. I I've seen too much Judy Bagwell. I've already seen her Absolutely. once and I'm already upset with that. Oh bro, I saw I just watched somebody do uh, a review of it was an old video, uh, but it was it was their review of Bash at the Beach 2000. Whoa, what a shit show. That whole well, show that was. is an excellent segue. I think last night was the airing, if I'm not mistaken, of the Vice's uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Bash mm-hmm. at the Beach 2000. And that is correct. Next week... <laughs> I don't even know what the Grab name of it is. Grab your pills and your booze. <laughs> I don't even know what the name of it's going to be. Either the evolution and de-evolution of Marty Janetti, or it's just going to be called Marty. Yo, I killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, I killed a guy. <laughs> I can't tell, oh, dude. Wait. I hope they yeah. make that like a four-parter. Take your time oh, with no. it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I just can't hear to wait, wait to hear Bischoff and uh, and uh, douchebag uh, be full of shit and basically lie and distort history. You know they're going to have completely different stories. Well, I'm excited for this one here because uh, just it's uncomfortable to watch. I felt so bad for Jeff Jarrett in the situation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's all that's something you don't now. say often, right? <laughs> That's true. It's the guy that you're in love with. All right. And I mean that in a very wrestling platonic way. I'm just waiting for my baby tonight. (laughs) You know, normally that's my line, but I'm proud of you. I know. <laughs> All right, let's go to Nitro. It's the go-home show for Road Wild. I can't wait. I always love those pay-per-views. It's not that they've been good. It's just the debauchery of all the people on bikes. And, yeah, it's just people just revving their engines during matches. I was say, drunk redneck bikers <laughs> just revving their engine being like, who thinks this bag sucks? <laughs> <laughs> Opens up with a Goldberg hype package. We see Heenan on commentary. They mention Zabisco got pulled into a meeting with the WCW executives. I'll get more on that later. Uh, Gene's in the ring with DDP. 
Uh, there's a sign added it to the dock. Hogan's wife demands Viagra. It's <laughs> a good one. And then DDP says the words that I dreaded to hear. Yeah, I'm going to train Jay Leno for our match against you and Bischoff. It's going to be Jay Leno and DDP versus Hogan and Bischoff. Another one that Meltzer missed. <sighs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, do you notice, you know, one thing I noticed was, you know, he's got the, the symbol on the back of his jacket. It's it's the diamond cutter. It's the two mm-hmm. hands, right? You know, doing the diamond cutter. cutter. They look exactly like the pasties that Sable wore in the bikini contest. A set of hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just it was funny. <laughs> I was like, it's like DDP just went up with some tape on his hands and said, "Here, that'll work." But it was anybody's. I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Whatever. Feel the bang. Next, you get Barbarian. She oh, does. Great. Not until uh, Lesnar <laughs> comes around soon. Yeah, right. Um, this this is great. So DDP just leaves through the crowd as he typically does. He gets to like the two hundred section. Barbarian and Jimmy Hart come to the ring and like. Hey, DDP, why don't you fight the Barbarian? So he comes back down through the crowd. (laughs) Fantastic work, WCW. The best part about this is commentary goes, fans, if you noticed, you know, guys, he's not wearing that tape around his ribs anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's been seven months. called it out. (laughs) It it, It was your standard match. He kept trying to hit the cutter. Barbarian kept escaping until the end. Cutter, win. There you go. Uh, Zabisco returns to commentary. Uh, apparently, Dusty filed a complaint with Time Warner. There's a gag order. It, this was a long-winded thing, apparently. It was about basically about wrestlers coming to commentary and disrupting their job. So Zabisco did some shit, and Dusty complained, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, next, you get a recap of the black and white. Brian Adams calling out Goldberg. Uh, they showed uh, Goldberg's locker room from the previous week was all graffitied up. NWO stuff. You're next. Next, Bischoff's night show. I skipped it. Anything you want to say? Nope. Good. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, next, we get a Brett. <laughs> we get a we get a Bret Hart video package. Uh, next, you get Psychosis to the ring. Disco Nutsack comes out after. And Disco calls out the best dancer in the world. Alex writes music. Alex writes music hits, but Tokyo Magnum comes out instead. Okay. Uh, Scott Norton shows up, interferes, power bomb, psychosis, and Magnum, and he's like, "Well, I didn't have my match tonight, so I made my own. Anybody wants some, bring it on." Hugh Morris comes out, and Norton power bombs him. Good shit. I'll let you take it. Go ahead, say it. It was pretty fucking humorous. It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. How are we Um, not having this kind of Scott Norton all the time? I know, right? Because he literally is the guy that would do that. That's perfect. Does he ever get a world championship match against Goldberg? Because I feel like that would be a hell of a contender. Yeah, only if fucking Norton crushed his spine. Well, I'm saying if you, like, this buildup they're doing right now, it would have worked out perfect, is all I'm saying. No, absolutely. Uh, We get hour two. Uh, Gene's in the ring with Goldberg. He says he's joining the NWO Battle Royal to get his hands on the Giant. So I'm guessing, again, something I probably missed is that Black and White and Red and Black are doing a Battle Royal at Road Wild. 
They are. Goldberg, Again, Emmering, just to get his hands on the giant. if you listened to my show last week. Yeah, I was probably doing stuff. I wasn't paying attention. No, uh, yeah, Sting it's going to be a battle royal, and it was just funny how Scott Hall said it, and he goes, it'll be a battle royal, and the last one standing wins. No fucking shit. <laughs> Way to go, buddy. Yeah, Sting comes to the ring, faces off with Goldberg. Giants at the top of the ramp with the black and white. Flyers start falling from the rafters. It says, who's next, Goldberg? You're next. Uh, Goldberg knocks everyone down, chases Giant to the back. Bret Hart just comes walking out the back, like looking over his shoulder, like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he then he just says something to Sting, and that's it. Excellent use of uh, Bret. Was, I'm loving this. They're the doing look, a great I, job. I know. Yeah, no, Why he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, then we see Sting walking through the back, and he's looking over Lex Luger, who just got the shit beat out of him. He's knocked out, and then Sting just walks away. <laughs> he's like, no, let me get somebody, no help. He's like, ah, fuck it, you'll be fine, dude. Just walks away. Put some tussing on it. Yeah, <laughs> put some tussing on it. Next you get Brian Adams versus Jim Duggan. Adams wins. Gene is in the back. He's going to check on Sting and Luger. He's at the locker room door, and Brett shows up. He's like, yeah, too bad about Lex, huh? Yeah, I feel bad for what happened. Uh, you know, I look up to Sting. I know he doesn't believe it, but he can trust me. If he lets me be his partner tonight, I won't let him down. I kind of liked Hart's demeanor during this whole thing because he, he was very relaxed. I feel like he was just being himself because he's like, cause like, too bad about Lex, huh? Just the way he delivered it. You know, yeah. I don't know. I liked it. I agree. Uh, next, we get Gene on the ramp, sitting on a motorcycle. Said that's the one he's going to be riding to Sturgis. Jesus. Really, Gene? You're gonna you're gonna ride that motorcycle to Sturgis, huh? I love when the like, wind you're gonna get out of the car. You're gonna get out of the skin. car a mile down the road from the venue, and then get on it <laughs> as they pull you with a string, and it looks like yours is going, and we're gonna overdub it with an engine sound. All you have to do is just keep it straight. <laughs> Well, the best part is I think Heenan's back on commentary at this point. And he's, Gene's really going to ride that thing? He's like, well, how are you going to get there? On a bike. He goes, really? You're going to ride one of those? No, I mean a Schwinn. I love it. <laughs> Gotta love Heenan. Uh, next, you get Sick Boy. He comes to the ring with Raven and Lodi. This, uh, this was, so this promo was so goddamn confusing. Basically, it seems like Canyon's starting to align with the flock. Uh, I don't know. They're going to have a triangle match at Road Wild, Raven, Saturn, and Canyon. Lodi starts to cut a promo. Raven attacks him and does the, the joint manipulation like uh, Pete Dunn does. Yep. Uh, you know, starts breaking the fingers. Uh, Saturn comes to the ring, Raven, Sick Boy, Powder, and then Saturn goes after Lodi's fingers again and hits a DVD. Thanks for coming, Lodi. Gene is back at Sting's locker room. Brett is shown at the end of the hall talking with Scott Hall. Gene's like, hey, what the hell's going on here? He starts marching, and he runs out of slack on his microphone. Looks back at the guy, like, give me some damn slack, and Hall and Hart just bounce. It was fucking great. Loved it. <laughs> fucking great. Was it supposed to happen that way? Because if not, I have it no was idea. Awesome. If it was, even it, better. I don't. It was great. It was perfect. Yeah, because after, because like once he noticed, like once he like ran out of line, and he turned around, Hall and Hart just looking and be like, oh shit, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, he at least didn't do the SummerSlam. Fuck it all. Yeah, yeah I know, right? Uh, Gene's on the ramp uh, with J.J. Dillon. Gene is earning his fucking paycheck tonight. That guy is back <laughs> on the ramp. 
Uh, they call out Dean Malenko. He lost to Jericho last week uh, due to his contract. That was going to be his last match against Jericho ever. Jericho comes out, and it's great because you know that, uh, you know, Jericho's been calling Dylan Jojo Dylan. Mm-hmm. Malenko goes, tell him Jojo. Malenko calls him Jojo. <laughs> it's great. Basically, there's a rule in the rule book. If a wrestler displays repeated tactics, they can asp- assign a special guest referee. So Malenko is going to be the ref for Jericho's title match at Road Wild. This is horrible. This has gone on long enough. I've seen this shit for too many months now with Jericho and Malenko. I'm kind of over it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great when yep. he returned, all that shit, but this is still going way too long. Yeah, especially with having to relinquish the title and all this tomfoolery. Twice. And, yeah, it's just. And Ray yeah, relinquished it. Everybody, it's just. Yeah, Ray, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, Eddie versus Hoovy. Eddie wins. Gene is back. He is back on that bike. And he just and he just does a commercial. It's li- he literally just does a commercial for the company that made that bike. All it is. Next, you get Liz Mark Jr. versus Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray has a TV title. He's still going with the power of attorney shtick. He has legal documents in his hand. Says they're notarized as of this afternoon. So I'm officially a TV champ. Gene takes him. He goes, I don't see it notarized. He's like, Yeah, it's right there, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the match, uh, before it's over, Chavo comes out. He's like, Stevie, I was going through your bag. I found these gloves, man. They're really cool. Can I have them? Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, you know what else I found? I found a notary stamp. You know what I could do with this? I could get mar- I could marry people. Who wants to get married? He just goes on this shtick. It's great. And Stevie chases him to the back and gets counted out. <laughs> fantastic. Like I said, I never knew that all of this existed, and it's been fantastic to watch. Yeah. Uh, hour three, you get Kurt Hennig versus Conan. Scott Norton interferes. Hennig wins. Nash comes to the ring. Black and white powder. Not much to go over there. Uh, next, you get Jericho versus Mysterio. Non-title match. Uh, Ray goes for a springboard move. Jericho pulls the ref in his way. Uh, Mysterio reverses a lion tamer into a pin. The ref is down still, but Malenko rolls in and makes the count. Ray gets the win. Uh, Scott Steiner's in the ring doing a promo. Hey, I talked to my mom. Mm-hmm. This I, I wrote this. I don't even think I did this justice. He could not get his lines right tonight. The blood in my bones was red and black. I mean black and white. <laughs> <laughs> 33 of 3, 4, four eighths percent. Is you know, I say a lot of people are... <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, he says he's quitting the black and white. He apologizes to the fans and his brother, and he says, I want my brother Rick to come to the ring. The music plays before he's even done talking, and it's buff. He's dressed in headgear, acting like a dog. He has a goatee painted on his face. They have, like, dog growling sound effects over the PA. Uh, Rick comes out with a chair, black and white, to the ring, and it's great because Rick uh, powders with the chair, and he goes, Come on, you pussy! <laughs> the mics picked it up. That was on the cock. Kept, I was just going to say, they kept that on there because I saw that too. Well, uh, you know, pussy on the cock, you know, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks. Wait, I can't say big dick coming out of your mouth. Uh, private parts. Anyway, this may be the best thing I've ever watched Bagwell do. Just, I was cracking up. I don't know why. I was like, this is awesome. Again, didn't know this existed, but I loved every second of it. 
Uh, let's see. We get black and white come to the ring uh, when the Nitro Girls were in there. All the Nitro Girls powder except for Kimberly. Bischoff tells her, you know, if it wasn't for me, you and that garbage collecting husband would be schlepping drinks at a topless bar in a town no one's ever heard of. It took him a long time to get there, but when he got to the line, it was a pretty good one. I give him that. Uh, Kimberly slaps him. Uh, then uh, was it Vincent and the disciple grab hold of her. DDP runs in immediately held down by Adams and Giant. We get Goldberg chance. Hogan says some words, beats down DDP. Giant hits a choke slam. That's about it's it. It's always uncomfortable to watch when they two it grown was. men it hold was. down a woman while they beat up the yeah. husband. It's always a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. At least they did it in reverse in AEW. They had Adam Cole watch as Soraya, Ruby, and Tony beat the fuck out of Britt. Right. Or you could have just been like Andrade and just shoved a bitch off a ladder into a table. (laughs) There's that, too. (laughs) There's that, too. Uh, You get your main event. It's Hall and Giant versus Bret Hart and Sting for the tag titles. This is another fucking weird one. Sting repels. He has the black and white face paint again, and he has the baseball bat again. Commentary calls it out. He's kind of reverting back to his original Crow Sting persona. Bret gets the bat. He hits Hall by mistake, in air quotes. Even commentary doesn't seem to know. Sting gets the pin. Hart bounces, grabs the tag titles. Giant choke slam Sting. The ref reverses the decision because Brett used the bat. Goldberg comes to the ring, hits a spear. We're out of time. And Brett kind of just stood outside the ring like he didn't side with the black and white, but he didn't help Sting. But he was holding the tag titles. It was just weird. Very bad ending. Wasn't a fan of it because I didn't understand it. Like, legit, I was like, I don't even know who just won that match. I don't think WWF could even spoon feed you that one. Well, today maybe. Well, well, next week is Hog Wild, Road Wild, doing a hog on the road. All right, let's go to the movie of the week. I know you are, but what am I? That's right, this week we are talking about Pee Wee Herman movies. I'll fucking kill you. I will fucking murder you. <laughs> that's that's a great sentiment. I'm actually glad that that is your wording, because that is my wording to you for making me try to watch this movie not once but twice. I thought the first time maybe I was just a touch too stoned on halfway through and gave up. I watched a second time. Either I don't understand hockey, or I don't understand Canadians, and I don't understand Canadian hockey or this humor. It was okay. Wow, that's all, huh? Yeah, I kind of figured this was going to happen. I, you know, it, I, well, I don't know. Maybe it is not. Maybe you got to be a hockey fan to enjoy it. I don't know, man. But it's, it's. I, I think it's fucking hilarious, dude. There were some funny parts. Don't get me wrong. That I was like, hey, hand I went hand. like this. I, I went. <laughs> wow. You got to see. Uh, you got to see the mom from Christmas Story, topless. Oh, that was her. Yeah. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Hey, Hanrahan. Hey, Hanrahan. Suzanne sucks pussy. <laughs> Do you want to tell She's everybody a what we're talking about, by a the lesbian, way? A lesbian. A <laughs> lesbian. You son of a bitch. Come on. The Hanson brothers? What'd you trade for these guys? A used puck bag? Exactly my point. You see? It's a lot of hockey references and just, I don't know. By the way, we're talking about Slapshot. 
from 1970 something, six, eight. Yeah, 70. Yeah, yeah, 70s. Yeah. I don't. I just. I'm sorry, man. I just. Ah, eh, you don't like it. CM Punk likes it so much that it's his fucking Twitter handle and profile picture. But that's a different story altogether. See, that just goes the difference of me being a true CM Punk fan and being a Mark. I could be like, oh my god, Punk loves it. So, oh my god, it's the best movie ever. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. I think the yeah, best I don't know hockey you, movie Mandy. ever to be made, likely Mighty Bu- Mighty Ducks two, but I think mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks one kind of beats it out. No, Slapshot's the best hockey movie ever, for sure. Yeah, come on, the ha- even Dude, the Hanson Brothers me, beginning is better than me, Slapshot. Me, my brother. Oh no, the intro to Slapshot is fucking great. They're yelling, "I'm frog pussy." <laughs> it's great. And then you See, get, even the opening the right show. there, the opening with the guy being interviewed. I was that like, was great. That was eh. great. He's French-Canadian. He's, he doesn't know. He's, he's doing all the moves. He's like, yeah, you get sent to the box for two minutes, and you feel shame. Then you get free. You know, I'm going I'm to wiggle my dick at him, Joe. I hope you have a heart attack and die. You know why? So we never have to do this shit again. <laughs> Goes out there. You hear everybody screaming. <laughs> Come on. I think it was all right. It was good. I, there's some parts that I, I think were all right, but maybe, maybe it's I couldn't stick to... It is well because I don't understand a lot of hockey references, or maybe I wasn't understanding. There may be some Canadian references that were going right the fuck over my head. Well, the French so Denny, uh, Denny Lemieux is the goalie, and he's you know he's all pissed off, and he's talking to his agent. They're in the hotel room. He's talking to his agent, and he's French Canadian. So he goes to the one guy, Ned. How do you say échange in English? He goes, "Trade me right fucking now. (laughs) Trade me right fucking now. Now hang up." (sighs) Come on. Yeah, I think maybe it, it must be that. It must be that. You must need to have an appreciation for hockey for some of it. I don't know, man. Me, So me, my brother, and Wheezy dressed up as the Hanson brothers one year. For Halloween. The ones that sing Mbop? <laughs> yes, those ones. That would be more your speed, Come on, it was the it? easiest setup you ever could have given me, man. Yeah. It wasn't even a softball. It was a fucking beach ball. <laughs> Yikes. I liked it. Hang on. I think it was good but not i like, don't know man you you treat it maybe like watch it uh, maybe watch it after your next testosterone treatment maybe that'll wow. <laughs> i will it's next tuesday <laughs> <laughs> Dickhead. I don't, well i don't know where we go from here those of you out there that like real sports and hockey check out slapshot one of the best shows ever um, movies <clears> first <throat> not show uh, yeah, correct. Second of all, hang on. What are some other hockey movies? Work with me here. Miracle. That's a good one. Miracle. That's a good one. Yeah. Mighty Ducks three. It was okay. Mighty Ducks. No, three doesn't even make the list. It's not it even doesn't. considered as existing in reality. First, first was good. Uh, man, I don't think there's many other hockey movies. Do you know why? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Hockey fucking sucks. Because no, because it's just cool to just watch hockey instead. But playoff hockey fo- is the best playoff sport in the world. For what reason? Because they play the same game, but during a playoff. I hate to tell you this, my man. They do that in every sport. I know they do. But one, they're not bitches like they are in basketball. They're not bitches like they are in so- in uh, soccer. Football can be enticing, but it's only one game. It's not a series, which I prefer because you know it's not it's not just coming down to one game. So there's that. 
and it's like they, if, we, if you watch a lot of hockey and you watch playoff hockey, it's almost like they're moving twice as fast during the playoffs. They're just reckless. They just throw their bodies around. They don't give a shit. These people get 16 stitches in the middle of a game and come back with a face visor. These guys don't fuck around. They still like hockey. Like a bunch of pussies. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling's better anyway. All right, man. <laughs> I'll talk to you all next week. ODM will talk to you all next week. We are the top of wrestling podcast. We're both going to be back here next week. I think it's going to be kind of a new thing, right? Moving forward that we'll kind of be on the show together. I think we're going to. I think a weekly show is a good idea. We'll talk about it offline. We're not going to call it the professor show like you said. Yeah, you said well, that in the other can, interview. We can, we'll spit, Why we'll that other interview it. canned up? I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll fire that up another day. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. One, two, three, four, five. Symmetry. Ever heard of it? How's it going, Nick? I'm drunk. Nah. I'm not bullshitting you. Got stinking shit face on the bus. Louise left me, and that son of a bitch over there keeps playing me when he knows I'm shit face. Jeez, I'm really sorry. Anybody throws me against the boards, I'm gonna piss all over myself. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, the doc, Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. You know what I didn't do? And I had it written in the very beginning. And now I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the show. I was going to talk like Pee Wee. I saw that. Yeah, I know you were, but what am I? (laughs) Well, I want to be like, I, Dottie, I'm a loner, (laughs) not a rebel. Or I'm a... a (laughs) I'm a rebel. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to wish you died. (laughs) 